0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we proudly bring to you another episode from the New Age Footballers. Welcome to the Redhead Zone. I'm Jay. He's Dustin. Dustin, one of these days I'm going to get that intro perfect so that I say it the same every time, but we're not there yet. I heard, the, part two. I, heard
1: the, I heard the pause in there. You
0: wanted to say Degeneration X. I did want to say Degeneration X, wrestling reference, everybody drink, but uh, you know. I just, Patent rights or whatever. I don't want Vince McMahon to come after me. He's a scary dude. Yeah,
1: he's not. He might run after that. me and
0: tear both his quads. I, I don't know.
1: He's not down with that.
0: Not, not all, right, all right. PG, PG, PG. Here we go. We're jumping right back in on the AFC West. And let's start with the LA Chargers. LA
1: Super Chargers, baby.
0: I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for this team. I wish they kind of stayed in San Diego. I like them better in San Diego. But but here they are, they're in LA. You want to hear something weird? I'm trying to do some research on this team. They don't own LACHargers.com. It's like some fan. So I, I think it's kind of the way this franchise has gone is they've been good, but there's just some weird things they do and it doesn't take them to the next level. And I don't know, I feel like missing out on LACHargers.com just uh, is not a great look for you guys. But I just teed it up. I had the good thing with Justin Herbert.
1: Uh, looks amazing. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Broke a uh, few records. I think he broke the touchdown record. I think he did. And he broke a couple other ones. But he, for what he did last year, was absolutely amazing. He put, did most of his work uh, with no offensive line. I think it was the worst offensive line in football last year. What a terrible job they did last year to protect him. He had amazing stats. Uh, he was the most pressured quarterback in the league last year, which I think is
0: crazy. And he also had the highest – played that well percentage. under pressure as a rookie. Really insane.
1: Highest completion percentage in the league while under pressure.
0: Wow. Not something rookies are supposed to be able to do.
1: No. So I think the future is very bright for this kid. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be a force in this division – it's going to be nice to see him and Mahomes battle it out. Not I, will be fun for years. I hope it wasn't a fluke season last year. I don't think it was because of all the numbers. If you really look into his numbers last year, they're astonishing. He had four turnover-worthy presses throwing the ball deep, which was number one in the league. So wow. if you compare that with the pressure, he was one of the best deep passers in the league. His percentages were right up there with – Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, all three of those guys were MVP candidates last year. So he's the real deal. Those numbers don't lie. I know stats can sometimes be inflated, and sometimes you look at stats and they don't show on paper the way they do on the field. But all the stats that I've seen on Herbert and what I've seen on the field are all pointing up. So his career looks promising, and the Chargers – this offseason, their main focus was how could we make things easier for him? And they that's the way to do it, upgraded their offensive line. They brought in Matt Filer, they brought in Trey, uh, Corey Lindsley, and they brought in uh, one other player who was it? another another the other guard. I
0: think it was they brought in Fielder, they brought in Lindsley. You know, who they brought in who you're talking about is Ode Abushi, yes, who I believe was drafted from the uh, by the Jets and he was not very good he has not had a good year in his career and last year he seemed to break out so you know we'll see if that was a one-year wonder or or if he's just one of those offensive linemen that are late bloomers but that is uh, a clear focus by a team to say wow we have an elite quarterback let's go actually protect this guy and see what he could do when he's not under pressure I think it was a great job by the organization. I'm a big fan of general manager Tom Telesco. You know, I think we do have to talk about, I'm jumping around from talking about the quarterback and the offensive line to the coach. I am a huge Brandon Staley fan. I, I, I think that was a great hire, really young guy, but, you know, he was the defensive coordinator for McVay and in, in, in the other LA. I think to follow Wade Phillips and do a better job at his age is remarkable. They, that was arguably the best defense in the league last year, maybe only behind the Buccaneers. So I'm a huge Brandon Staley fan. If the Jets couldn't get Salah, this is who I wanted them to get. And I, I think he's going to be great. I think he really is like a McVay, but on defense. I think he is going to be that CEO-style head coach. I think he's extremely detail-oriented. And I think he brought in an offensive coordinator in Joe Lombardi from the New Orleans Saints – that is going to try to bring that system here, I think it's a great fit for Herbert and this offense. So I think Chargers fans, I think you got a lot to be excited about here with a rebuilt offensive line, a young quarterback, young coach, defensive, young offensive coordinator, and probably one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Oh, and Keenan and yeah. This this guy is amazing. And yes. I, with all the credentials and with all the attention that he does get, it's not enough. He is no. better than that.
1: And you might have to hold me back on this one, but I'll hold you back. Hold me back, baby, because I'm glad you said that. Because that was the thing I wanted to talk about most with this team. This guy gets no credit at all. I mean, no. you don't t- you don't hear his name come up with you know the stars of the league that play this position. And it's crazy because he is probably, I would say, top three best receivers in the league.
0: Wow. I mean, I, th- I have a saying he's underrated. That is very high praise. I was him. going to say top five to seven. Him? Who better? Who uh, better? Who's better than him? I mean, in the last I mean, five years. Let's... I mean, Julio Jones is better than him. Is he, though? Yeah, I'd rather have Julio Jones, and I mean, actually, I would rather have Julio Jones. Let me just say that. Uh, you know, there's there's players I would rather have, but man, like like even when you say Julio Jones, when you look at the numbers, it's actually hard to argue with the fact That's that my maybe point. Keenan Allen's better. It's, That's it's, my it's, point. It's, it's hard. He doesn't, to say.
1: he doesn't have the the physical statues
0: that Julio Jones has.
1: DeAndre Hopkins is probably number
0: one. Hopkins is better. I mean, then you have Devontae Adams in there. <clears throat> right. I think top three is a hard thing to say, but it's also something that if you be, compare them side by side, it's hard to say absolutely not to.
1: So if you look at the last four years of the numbers that this guy's put up, he's literally ranked second in the most receptions in the last four years with a hell of a lot less targets than number one, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. So it's that. in my opinion, he's the best route runner in the league by far. He's the, he, he's the, the best
0: court. route runner in the league for sure.
1: He's the mo- probably the most productive receiver that plays in this game today there's no question that he's one of them so why doesn't he get the attention that these guys get I don't understand I,
0: don't I don't know get- and he's and he said something on Twitter when there was some poll and Julio and someone else I can't remember and he kind of went a little ballistic on Twitter and he's saying like why, why am I not being mentioned here and and I think he's right I, and you know what maybe as Justin Herbert, if he could take a, a step in his second year to play better than what he did last year, which is a tall ass, Keenan Allen really might go off and start showing people that he was not messing around and he really is one of the best receivers in this league.
1: Respect that
0: man. We get respect, respect that man. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: think we get his jersey.
0: Do you, you? should after after what you just said. phew, you, you better get his shirt jersey or the real jersey or something. Do you respect Mike Williams? Uh, I do. Do uh, you? Hey. I don't think he's really gotten a fair shake. I, I think he needs more targets, but maybe he hasn't earned them. I think it's hard to judge him on third rivers last year. I think last year was a weird year. Let him and Justin Herbert grow together in an off season and a training camp. And let's see, I I certainly think they could use another infusion of talent there. Um, You know, I I think he's going to get more targets this year because I think he has to, I don't think, Jared Cook is on Hunter Henry's level. I I think that's a downgrade. I mean, Cook's obviously not a bad player. He's been around in this league for a long time, but he's been on many teams for a reason. And I, I think someone's got to step up there behind Keenan Allen. You know, maybe now that you spent all this money on the offensive line, maybe now you use your first round pick on another explosive receiver to go back to what I say, you spoil the rich quarterbacks, the elite quarterbacks, Give them as many weapons as you can. Give Herbert more weapons, and let's see what this kid can really do with everything at his disposal.
1: I agree with you 100%. The only thing is, as much as they put into their offensive line, they didn't address the two tackle positions. I think Brian Bulaga, who I actually was a huge fan of pretty much his whole career, great career in Green Bay. He's cooked. His knees are not the same. Way too many injuries. You saw it last year. He couldn't even finish games at one point in the season. That's how bad it was. So I think they
0: need to move on from him. They have – Well, that's a problem because they re-signed Sam Tevy on the left side, and he was officially the worst left tackle and starting left tackle in the league last year. Yes. So the tackles are a weak spot and might have to be a focus in the draft for
1: them. It should be.
0: Um, The
1: only thing is they signed Matt Filer, and I think Matt Filer is – Probably best fit to move to one of those tackle spots because he played tackle. He can play tackle. I don't know about left tackle. It doesn't matter. They need to play, they need to put him somewhere. Maybe try if you're going to keep a log here, maybe put him at left tackle and put Filer right because that's where he played when he was in Pittsburgh um, because they had, you know, Villanueva there and he played really well. But back to what you were saying about their receivers. Yes, I think they can use a injection of some talent uh, to bolster this passing attack even more because Herbert was doing this with guys that most people never even heard of. Uh, let's just go through them. Uh, A.J. Guyton was one of them. Right. KJ, K.J. Hill and Tarrant. What's the other one? I
0: don't remember. I, I know Ty, John- Ty Johnson. Right? Ty Johnson. I, I remember once the a week back? on – on the red zone channel, you just see Guyton <laughs> running deep and just catching a bomb from Herbert. And I had Guyton, right
1: he was on a couple of my teams just
0: waiting for that bomb to hit off. And it did. Uh, you know, if every few weeks, something would happen there. So I, I do think they could use an upgrade that receiver with the tackle situation. We'll see if they invest cap a draft capital into that position.
1: I also think it's Mike Williams's last year. So if he does right, have make a break for Mike
0: Will. Probably
1: won't see him back here. So they might want to get someone to take his spot in this year's draft. And this year's draft, as we know, the wide receiver class is stacked. And I think that's why a lot of these receivers on the open market were not getting paydays that they would expect because a lot of teams that need receiver are saying, why would I pay you when I could just go to the draft of this boatload of talent that
0: we're about to scout? You know, there's a receiver out there and I actually meant to talk about this the last episode with the Chiefs, and now I'm kind of pissed that I missed that opportunity. Antonio Brown has not re-signed with the Bucks. Why wouldn't the Chiefs, why wouldn't the Chargers, why wouldn't a team like this go after a player like that? I think he's probably more well-suited for the Chiefs than the Chargers, but, you know, it's a guy that's out there, and I don't know. You oh, know, why'd you guys he's, that name up? he's probably he's I, I know I, I didn't mean to upset you, but he's probably going to end up back with the Bucks. But it's something I wanted to mention with the Chiefs. And now I'm going to say it again with the Chargers. Why not? If you think you have a shot, then it's not the worst guy to bring in opposite Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, of course, if he doesn't just tear apart your locker room and create.
1: A yeah, if I was He's he off his
0: foot and get into fights and make a rap video where you secretly recorded the head coach and whatever else he did in that wild off season. That was like a tiger blood meltdown of an off season, but I think we just digress. answered your own question. There you go. Maybe, maybe all that is not <laughs> worth bringing into a good nucleus of the team. Maybe not. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball that Brandon Staley is going to oversee. You have one of the best players on the defense side of the ball in the world in Bosa. It's
1: like my favorite player.
0: Uh, Me too. He's, he's, he's really something else. He did have that injury last year, so I hope he could come back at full strength, but he's a young player. Uh, I think he should be fine. You know, I don't think they're done from the pass rusher position. You know, we talked about this last episode with the Raiders. When you have Mahomes in your division, you have to be able to get after the quarterback and Bosa can't do it alone. Well, actually he probably can, but, but you still want to get him some help. You have, Uchenmo and Wosu? I have no idea if I said that right.
1: Uchenmo and Wosu, he he's actually a very good player. They don't player.
0: Not a ton of snaps, though.
1: They don't give him snaps. They never did.
0: You know, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe he's one of those rotational pieces that they want to keep fresh or or they feel like he won't be consistent down to down. I'm not sure, but he's a good player. I think Tillery's a bust. He sucks. Sucks to suck, Tillery. Uh, I'm sorry, but
1: uh, he's, he's not
0: good. Definitely you know, not the pile. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Melvin Ingram back. I think that would be great for chemistry purposes to have him back opposite Bosa. I, I know he had some injuries last year, but if you're not going to draft one early, uh, you need to put someone there on the opposite side. So I, I think Ingram's going to be back. That's what my gut says. I do. That's what my gut says. Wow.
1: Uh, I kind of think he's going to end up in, like, Baltimore
0: or something. But, I well, can see yeah. that, too. I, I think a lot of the Super Bowl contending teams he makes sense for as, you know, he doesn't have to play. I mean, he wasn't a full-time player for the Chargers, but he doesn't have to be full-time anywhere. He could You could really just bring him in, have him pin his ears back, and get after the quarterback. So I'm sure the Chargers will try, or they're going to take a high pick there. I think they have a pretty good duo, good enough, on the interior of that line with Justin Jones and Lindval joseph yeah. Neither neither of those guys are Aaron Donald, but those are two pretty big bodies, and they're pretty good at stopping the run.
1: Yeah, they're, they're Joseph has pretty much made a career out of just being above average and nothing less. Right. Uh, Justin right. Jones has stepped up pretty big. They they did beef up their line a little bit. They they brought in a few guys. They they brought in Kyler Fackrell, who I actually like. He's a good pass rusher. Weirdest thing about this defense, if you look at their blitz percentages in the last couple of years, they're on the bottom of the league. I don't understand it, but uh, that's the way it's been and I don't see it changing. So they're not- Well, it's a new scheme, but I don't think the
0: Rams really blitzed a lot either last year.
1: No, but they, again, we have already spoke about the talent that they have versus the talent that some of these other teams have, so they don't need to blitz as much. But when you're in a division with, Uh, Patrick Mahomes should try to be getting a quarterback a little bit more, even though you have a talent like Joey Bosa on your line. Nimosu, I think, only plays pass rushing snaps. So Kyla Fackles was brought in here to get to the quarterback as well. I don't know if they're going to keep the same scheme with with, uh, the minimal blitzes. I think the blitzes should be picked up a little bit here to mix in and stuff. Their linebacking core is not very good. They did try to address it last year by drafting um, – who was it? <clears throat> Kenneth Murray, who I like a lot coming – who I liked a lot coming out of college. The biggest thing on this defense, and I'm sure you want you're, you want to get into, is Derwin James. Derwin James.
0: Sure. Oh, God. Can you just stay healthy and be one of the best defensive backs in the NFL like we know you already are? Yep,
1: exactly. When he was playing the middle, the – you know, the time that we did see him play, which wasn't much. He was amazing. He was a From program. Day one. Exactly. He's a game-changing player. He's a defensive uh, change, defensive team-changing player. When he's on the field, everybody's better. And that's the type of player that can take over a game. The problem is he hasn't played much. He's missed 27 out of the last 32 games. I do feel problem. like a
0: lot of his injuries are freak injuries, though. They
1: are, but they're major injuries. Yeah. Oh, it's, it sucks, but... We'll see what happens. I mean, he seems to be very fully healthy and he's got a, you know, a clean bill of health now. And with him on this field, I think the Kenneth Murray's it is a totally different defense because like I said, he's a game-changing player. And when you have players like that on your team, it allows everyone else to play their natural position better. And I think when him with him on the field, Kenneth Murray is going to be better. With Bosa up front, those guys are going to be better. The problem that I have with his defense though, is the blitz percentages are very low. They need to pick that up, but also their secondary doesn't look as good as it should be.
0: So that's probably a reason they need to pick up their blitzes to help cover up the secondary. I mean, exactly. even if Derwin James comes back to full strength, which we both hope he does, you know, you lost Rayshon Jenkins, who I think is a good player to, to lose. lose. And, you know, so you're, you're going to see what you have in Adderley uh, opposite Derwin James, but I, I certainly think it's a downgrade. I, I don't think that's an upgrade you know, their corners, I love Chris Harris Jr. I've loved him his whole career. They thought in Denver he was wow. just a slot corner, and he just got better and better and more shut down. So, you know, he's an elder statesman, but he's still playing at a decent level. You know, they lost Casey Hayward, who's another one of those players that seemed primed to have an amazing career and, you know, yeah. injuries hit their toll, so they had to let him go. But they did resign Michael Davis. So, you know, I'm not going to say their cornerback room is the worst, but they don't have a lot outside of Derwin James uh, and, and Chris Harris Jr.
1: No, they don't. But like I said before, when Derwin James is on the field, everyone else is better. And I think their secondary will hold up just enough to keep things, you know, in control. But I, I can't wait to see, I'm really excited to see Kenneth Murray and Derwin James play on the same field together. I think it's going to do wonders for this defense, but Derwin James has to stay healthy. If he goes down, that could be the difference between this team nipping at the heels of the Kansas City Chiefs or this team not really contending at
0: all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting about Kenneth Murray. He was a high draft pick and you're clearly very excited about him. You know, not only can you say we're excited to see him play with Derwin James and see him be freed up by the things that Derwin James does, but I think that's also going to trickle down to the defensive line also. Mm -hmm. I think it allows Bosa to be more aggressive. and, and, And when you know that you have you know, Murray, you having your back, it's it—it's it, going to be key for this defense between Derwin James and him. So we'll see where they go. I think with Derwin James, it could be a huge step forward. And I think without him, it could be a long year on defense for this team. Although, like I said, I'm a huge Brandon Staley fan. So let's see what he could do without Aaron Donald. Why is such a big fan? I know, thought
1: it was a I, higher.
0: I read, I read a lot about him when the really Jets were looking know. for a head coach. He's really young. But he's a really intense dude. I really think he is actually McVeigh on defense. And it's I hate how easily that's thrown around in the NFL these days with just any young coach. It's, oh, he's a young coach. He's the next McVeigh. No, he's not. Even if he coached under McVeigh, we've seen that you are not the next McVay. But yeah. I, I actually do think he is on defense. I think that's why McVeigh brought him in at such a young age to run this defense and to do what he did in year one. Yes, you have Donald. Yes, you have these other stars on defense. But I, I was just so impressed. And I just heard he was blowing away interviews. And I think he's one of those guys, you know, where, where we, we live in a world where no one wants to wait for someone to develop, whether it's a player or a coach. They just say... Cool.
1: Or you, you think just live in
0: New York. <laughs> well, yeah. And I do live in New York. And that's what we want. That's why Salah's amazing. And, and Zach All Wilson's right. going to be the MVP of You're the on. league. But, but, you know, I just... It would have been nice for him to have a few more years to develop with McVeigh as just a coach overall and a leader of men, but, you know, they snatched them away at a young age and they're going to let him hopefully grow with this organization and we'll see where it goes, but I'm pretty excited for him. and uh, I, I do hope they have a lot of success and, and I love Justin Herbert. So I'm a big fan of this Chargers team. They clearly have some holes we talked about that they need to work on, but you know, if Herbert can take a step forward or even just play the same, and, you know, maybe a little more help on the way at some of these roster spots. You never know, Chargers fans. You, you can be right there, uh, at least a wild card, if Mahomes is going to take the division, and you can make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm pretty excited about the LA Chargers. I do oh, think they have to buy LACHargers.com. They do, and I think you're right. I think,
1: hey, Brandon, if, if Staley does the job that you seem to think he's going to do, then we will see this team Right there at the end, not the end. Yeah, I'm sorry, playoffs, but
0: in the playoffs anyway. And you know, I like Joe Lombardi too. I thought he should have gotten a shot last year as an offensive coordinator somewhere. So they're young coaches. So we'll we'll see how they are again. I'll say the phrase again: leader of men. I think that's so important in the NFL. I think it's for some reason overlooked by so many front offices when they bring in coaches. Uh, Adam Gase, hello. But you know, so we'll see if they can handle that aspect of it. But I'm pretty excited. I I think Joe Lombardi is probably a future coach in this league, and and we'll see what Staley can do on the defense side of the ball and in that CEO role. So let's move on from the Chargers. Let's go to my first favorite team as a kid before I was a Jets fan, the the Denver Uh, Broncos. Let the
1: whole world know.
0: I, I, I had to do it. I was a big Ed McCaffrey fan. I'm obviously a big Christian McCaffrey fan. But that's not who they have these days. They do still have Elway on the team, but in a different role. He, in our space, John Elway, did step back as general manager. He is now the president. They have brought in George Payton to run general manager duties, which I think was a good idea. I don't think John Elway running the roster by himself was really working out so well the last few years.
1: I love this roster. Loved it last oh, year. Okay. Yeah, it kind of went off what you uh, what you were saying. I think they did – I mean, outside of, you know, like the Paxton Lynch draft and all that stuff with the quarterback, this team from top to bottom is one of the best rosters in the league fully. I know it sounds crazy, but if you really look in
0: depth. No, we're going to go through it. it. It's a really good team. I mean, I think they had a super stock defense in Peyton Manning's last year and even the year after. I, I think they – Wasted a Super Bowl window there on Paxton Lynch. Yes, Vaughn Miller, one of the best pass rushers we've ever seen. Um, but, you know, the defense is still really good, and we're going to talk about it. We'll see if this team is good enough to contend. I think they are. I think if they got to Sean Watson, I think he they can. immediately become a Super Bowl contender. I don't think that's going to happen now. I'm not even sure Watson is going to play this year at all. So we'll he's not going to play quarterback for them. So it seems like Drew Locke is going to play quarterback for them.
1: And you're right. And listen, the numbers that he's been putting up are not very good. But last year, I felt the same way about this team as I feel now. The problem last year is they had so many injuries. They've had opt-outs, injuries, no offseason. lock coming in, uh, taking over the team, you know, that was going to be his first year, first full year as starter. It just never – it never came around where it was like this team is ready to roll. This team is ready to go. Everything is ready to like on point. It just never kind of got going because of you know,
0: locks only started 18 games between the two years. So he's basically just finished a rookie year. And that's it. Yes. And
1: I think with COVID last year, the off season was non-existent. They had The opt-outs from J.J. James and I think a couple other Big players. huge opt-out for him. Huge opt-out. And then they also had a ton of injuries. They had Sutton went down really early in the season. I think it was like the first week Man. or two. That, I know that broke your heart. It did. And they also had injuries with Fant. Locke got hurt himself. Uh, they, they They were just decimated. And that's – we're just talking about the offense. K.J. Hamler was hurt last year. That's your – you know, they had brought in Hamler and Judy to play receiver. He never really got the – piece. Judy was banged up too. Yeah, so well,
0: – but let's get something straight here. We're, we're talking like, hey, let's give Drew Locke another chance, and he's going to get that chance. Yes. But, but do you think that he can really take that next step? Because I don't.
1: I want to say he can, but I've seen – I've seen two Drew Locks play football. I've seen Drew Lock where he looks like he can, he can take over a game. I've seen Drew Lock hit some, you know, nice throws. I also seen Drew Lock throw a pick and then he looks terrible for the rest of the game. That scares me. With that being said, when they when they when they brought Pat Shermer in here, I thought they wanted to basically mimic the offense that Shermer has, you know, because Shermer had success with players like Nick Foles and a uh, few other quarterbacks. I think he For sure. Radford on his best year He coached uh minute. Kirk cousins, he coached Kirk cousins. So I think that was the goal. And, you know, you, when you're dealing with a rookie quarterback like that, you need, he needs to have some type of chemistry built with his receivers. His whole receiving core is very young, never really had an offseason with them. He Never really had a couple of games under his belt, never really had anything. So that's, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. I kind of do have faith in Drew Locke. I know a lot of people don't. But with that being said, if you go into the offensive uh, roster on this team, it's stacked from top to bottom. I mean, they had issues with the offensive line that this team has addressed. Garrett Bowles is playing lights out right now. He had Probably his-
0: the best left tackle in the league, if not top two or three.
1: He's getting there. He, he, he's getting there. His biggest flaw was penalties. He had a big holding problem uh, two years ago and he fixed that. He cut his penalties in half last year. So they, he fixed his game. He's locked and loaded at left tackle. They brought in uh, Cushenberry who they drafted from LSU. He was the anchor of that offensive line. I know he hasn't played well, but I honestly think he will. I, I was a big fan of him coming out of college. He's got a very he hasn't
0: played team. great, but he can no, take his he head.
1: He, he definitely and I think he will. so that's why I'm bringing him up. that's what I'm saying. they addressed their offensive line by drafting a player like that. I know he hasn't really played well, but
0: I think he will get better.
1: They still have Ristner at left guard who's decent.
0: they're probably right their weakest. probably their weakest link.
1: Probably. And then Glasgow, I think was a good pickup last
0: year good pickup. I like him a
1: lot. And then they get J.J. James back at right tackle. So their offensive line is returning what should have been their starting line last year. Again, you always talk about it. What's your favorite word? Continuity. And this line is together again. They they just upgraded from right tackle in my opinion because he didn't play last year. And then you just go through the receiving. They have so many weapons on this team. Yeah,
0: let's go to this. You know, they're doing for Drew Locke what other teams with star quarterbacks like Mahomes and and those other guys, this is what you should be doing to a young quarterback, uh, even though I don't think Drew Locke's the right one for it. You have Cortland Sutton, who was really looking great at the end of the year before last. And I think both of us and a lot of people expected him to really explode this year, but he did get hurt very early on. You have Jerry Judy, who in college was an all-world, all-world talent, and he did flash that at times last year, uh, you know, he does need to take a big step forward. We'll see if Drew Locke can help him do that. You have Hamler, you mentioned. You have Tim Patrick, who played really well, too. Was awesome last year. That's a good – so this is a stacked receiver room for sure. If, if Drew Locke can take a step, number one, this receiver room is going to be the reason why. But also, if he could take a step, I mean, just the embarrassment of riches here, not to mention a tight end Noah Fant, one of the most explosive young tight ends in the league.
1: Yeah, and he got hurt, banged up last year. I honestly thought he wasn't going to play again when he got hurt, and he limped back out on the field and played a couple more games. So Good to have a tough player at the tight end position, and he he's extremely talented for the tight end spot. He's an agile athlete. He came from Iowa, who just breeds tight ends. That's you know he played with Hawkinson over there. So, like you said, if they can get a full receiving court to play you know not in, not get hit bit by the injury bug with Fant, melvin gordon's there who's when he does carry the ball he's very efficient with it you, you know he doesn't yeah, he played
0: better guys. than i think anyone expected uh last year in denver and he's gonna get a bunch of carries again i think they have to add some depth to the position you know they lost well they lost Bill lindsey because they rescinded the tender that they assigned him. I don't know why so much disrespect to Philip Lindsay, who's done nothing but play. Well, I, I really like that player a lot. And now I'm sorry, Philip Lindsay, your career and life is just over as the third yeah, stringer. I
1: thought we like were going to get through the whole episode. Wow.
0: Tex- we, we're not getting through an episode without talking about how bad the Houston Texans are going to be. I'm sorry. So you let Philip Lindsay go. You bring in Mike Boone, who I think is fine for a backup, but you know, I, not a, a premium. Still. Oh yeah. You got Royce to five nine. I forgot about that guy, but, <laughs> but uh, that's what I think of every time I see us. His, no, his. No, no. But I, I think that we're going to see a draft pick at that position. Probably not a premium draft pick, but somewhere in the third to fifth round seems like it would make sense. If there's a running back there, they like, but you know, look, I think the offense is set. Like you said, it's really all about Drew Locke and whether he could do it. Uh, you know what I think they should have done though? I mean I guess they cuz they didn't really want to give Drew Lock this chance. They clearly want to upgrade. They wanted Watson. They've sniffed was, around it was, it was maybe five other teams. Why not bring in someone like a Jameis Winston? I I don't I don't know. And maybe they tried, but I think that would have been an interesting fit here. Probably not the right place for Winston because this is a defensive head coach i mean you have pat Shermer, who maybe can do some good things with you but i don't know i, I think drew lock's gonna hold them back this this year for the broncos especially on offense is all about drew lock and it is. If, if he doesn't show that he's the guy you know, but like just, you said
1: like, he's only had 18
0: starts i
1: know it's a lot but he gets treated as if he was like a top 10 pick he was he was a second he, round pick
0: yeah uh, but when he's bad he's pretty bad and it's I don't pretty. know. I, I, I just I don't think
1: you want to hear about shown. how bad you are. He Let's
0: hear it. So, give me a good stat. Yeah, it's not pretty. So, oh, throwing boy. the
1: deep ball out of 17 attempts, uh, 71
0: attempts last year, it only connected on 18. That's not going to get it done.
1: No. So, I mean, stuff like that will make, and he's center. not very
0: accurate on the short passes. It's not like he's Derek Carr that can't, that refuses to throw deep. He clearly does throw deep, he doesn't yeah, hit the receivers. Good. He's not that good on the short routes either. He's, I guess, an athletic guy, but he's been injured both seasons he's played. Availability is most important very, very good. So we'll see. I think the bottom line is I think their season is going to go as Drew Lacos. But let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, I want to start with Vic Fangio. I love his defense. I love his defensive scheme. I love him as a defensive coordinator. He hasn't really shown much as a head coach. Uh, and his defense is actually, uh, I don't think played as well. They're good, but I don't think they played as well as everyone expected them to when he came to town. I'm wondering if the head coaching responsibilities are just too much for him, and he's one of those guys that's a better defensive coordinator than head coach. And I think this is a make-or-break year for him.
1: I agree with you. I, I think that uh, he's probably one of the main reasons why we haven't seen the growth of this team that we should have, in my opinion. The roster is impressive, and they're not getting the job done. So you can hang your hat on Drew Locke, or you can go after the coach. And I agree with you. I don't think Fangio is best fit for a head coach. I think he's more fit for a defensive coordinator. With that being said, in his defense, same thing has happened with their offense, happened with the defense. They got bit by the injury bug pretty bad last year. They lost both their pass rushers last year with Chubb and Von Miller going down. A couple injuries uh, to the secondary kind of hurt them a little bit. But if you look at this roster, it is stacked, man. Their defensive line is stacked. Their pass rushers are stacked.
0: It it really is. Well, let's go through the defensive line. I mean, you you just said the big two names Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. by the way, it's insane that they also had Shaq Barrett on this team. Yeah. And he happened to break out when he went to Tampa Bay. So, you know, clearly they know what they're doing with pass rushers, although Von Miller and Chubb were layups in, that, in those drafts. But you have those two. You have Shelby Harris inside, who they brought back, who they said was a priority to bring back, and they meant that They paid him, and he'll be back. He's a great player on the interior. And you also have Draymond Jones, not the household name, but a very good player in his own right and you're going to know that name because he's been
1: playing lights out since he broke ground in the NFL coming out of Ohio State. He looked amazing last year, and I think this year
0: he's going to take the jump to where you will know his name. So He was a a third-round pick, so clearly there was uh, a lot to him when they drafted him, and he seems to be fulfilling that role and getting better year after year, so we'll see if he can explode this year, but I'll tell you, Makes your life a lot easier when you're surrounded by those three other guys: Shelby Harris, Bradley Chubb, and Von Miller. So the defensive line is stacked. Uh, I think that they also, you know, at the linebacker position, uh, they have some work to do here.
1: I, I disagree. I love their linebackers. I like Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell's a good player. He's awesome in college. I remember when I was watching uh, Saquon play against Iowa. And I just saw him all over the field. And I'm like, who is this dude? And then, sure enough, here he is. So, Who's
0: playing next to him? Alexander Right. So, we'll see. That's the thing. He has the name, and you look at him, and he's like, who is – but he's
1: actually played really well. And he's – him and Josie Jewell make a pretty
0: good tandem in the middle.
1: So, when you talk about the defensive line they have, I mean, how good do those guys really
0: have to be? They don't have to be. They don't have to be that good. It's, it's when you have the premium players you do on the defensive line, you could get away with average or slightly above average guys, hopefully at the linebacker position. So maybe they have that. I think it's average, but it's probably enough for that defensive line. So what they said is we know we can stop the run. We know we could get after the quarterback. We're fine with the linebackers we have. It was the worst secret. Uh, in the NFL, that they wanted to redo their defensive back room, especially for, at the corner position. So let's take a look at what they did. They got a steal in Kyle Fuller because the Bears yeah. can retain him. Who one of the best signings?
1: One of the best signings
0: of the offseason, in my opinion. I, I agree, and I think everyone knew that once he was no longer a Bear, that he was going to be a Bronco because of his time with Vic Fangio. So. You know, it's one of those rare cases where you know he's a scheme fit. You know he's going to step in and do exactly what he did under McFangio. Same they thing also, with Callahan, you know, too. And Callahan, a great slot corner. He's had a lot of injuries, so we'll see if he can keep that slot position. But he was a good slot corner when he was on the field. And they signed Ronald Darby, too.
1: Yep. And that—that that, there you go. So this defense, when you round it out, it's, and we didn't even get to the safeties yet. And We didn't
0: even going. talk about. The best safety in the National Football League, would you agree with me, and Justin Simmons? Better than Jamal Adams. Don't even at me there. dude. Jamal Adams is like one of the best players in the league. I'm- oh, oh, we'll get there. When we talk about the Seahawks, oh, I'm going to need a few minutes on Jamal Adams. But, yes. but right now, this is it's Justin Simmons' time to shine. He is not just amazing in the box and stopping the run. This guy – Also play a true center field position. He's all over the field. He excels at every single element that he has to when he plays the safety position. You're
1: right. And the main goal and the main focus for them this offseason was to get him back in a Broncos uniform. Tagging him wasn't really what he wanted, and they fulfilled his request, and he's one of the top paid safeties in the league now.
0: Well-deserved. I think he's the top paid safety. He is, I believe so and deservedly. So he's a young player at the top of his game. He's only getting better and he plays every single facet of the safety position. You want in the play, you know, unlike Jamal Adams that we'll talk about when we get there. Well, in
1: his contracts so of, you know, will be the highest paid safety in the
0: league. for sure. They, the Seahawks better after all that draft capital they gave the jets. Thank you for that. Uh, jets don't mess that up. And, you know, honorable mention Kareem Jackson, uh, former corner for the Texans, came yeah, here he played, year last year, plays safety, and he looked pretty good doing it. I mean, again, you're you're next to Simmons, so that's going to help. But they did have trouble at the corner position, and he still looked really good. I'll never forget when he was in his contract year in Houston and he wanted them to pay him. He wrote uh, Payne – what's the owner's – oh, McNair. He wrote me McNair on his cleats. Yeah, and uh, that didn't go over well, and they did, in fact, not pay him. Uh, But, hey, that's the Houston Texans for you. So we'll just keep going there. But he's a good safety. uh, Yeah, Uh, he's a good safety. He's a good pair for Justin Simmons. He makes a lot of sense there. So this defense is going to be really great. It's going to keep you in games, might even win you a few games.
1: Well, I mean, it should. It's done it in the past. So (laughs) with that being said, this team from top to bottom outside of the quarterback, outside
0: of the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback
1: is stacked. So I know, like you said about Watson, we're going to go with drew lock again. That's what they're going to do. So, you know,
0: it looks like it. However, when you have a team this good and and there's some, there's a few pieces that they might want to add to, they might want to add offensive linemen. They, you know, maybe you want to get a, a running back in there, but they don't have a lot of holes. They could take a quarterback in the first round. If the I was just going to say,
1: but how many times are they going to do that? I don't know.
0: Uh, like I said, the last episode, you do it over and over and over again until you get your quarterback, because I think the Broncos are the perfect example. It does not matter how stacked your team is. If you keep don't have a quarterback, now. you don't have anything. Uh, L.A. has struck an out really b- – if, if Locke is bad, those are two big strikeouts who Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke would get anyone else fired. Instead, he got elevated to president of football operations, and he brought in a general manager in George Payton, who has not gotten to choose a quarterback. He's He did not draft Drew Locke. So you have to imagine Payton probably wants to get his guy in here, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's this year. I mean, we just went through the roster. And they do not need to force a pick.
1: So, this is one of the best rosters I've seen built in the league in the last couple of years. The way they've built this roster is amazing. I love this roster.
0: And yet they couldn't make the playoffs because of the quarterback. So we'll see. You know, I'd be, I kind of hope they take a first-round quarterback. I would love to see that happen. What pick do they have? To, uh, I don't know. But you know, it's but it's definitely in the top half, which means you know one of these guys can slide. There's so many quarterbacks are going to go in this first round. You know, if
1: like honestly, it would be like a Trey Lance,
0: like quarterback. That's what I'm thinking. This is off topic. Who do you think San Fran's taking at number three? Do you think it's Mac Jones over Fields?
1: It could be Trey
0: Lance too. We have no idea what Shanahan's thinking. Jesus
1: Christ, Uh, this the way the draft is what it's become. You're going to see quarterbacks. Go in the top three, top four every single year. Now.
0: And you know why, Dustin? It's worth it. Because if you don't have a quarterback, Not worth it. you don't have anything. So shoot your shot. Take them all seven rounds if you have to. Get the quarterback or you got nothing. So that's my there's a crazy. There's
1: a crazy stat out there. If you look at the quarterbacks that are taking in the top ten, there's like maybe two of them in the last like whatever that are actually pan out to be like Pro Bowl
0: talents. I think first round quarterbacks in general is like a 50% hit rate or something like that. And if you take out the top two picks, it drops dramatically to something really low. And, uh, you know, you, we've seen some people have success outside of the first round, like a Russell Wilson and uh-huh. uh, obviously Tom Brady, shut up, but it doesn't happen often. It's usually only the first rounders. And a lot of times they don't yeah, Dak Prescott, we'll, we'll see. And he's got paid a lot of money. But he's obviously a good quarterback. And, you know, look, I, I, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. I'll say it again. And and I don't think the Broncos have a quarterback. And we'll see if they feel that way come draft day. So We've got, we got
1: two first-rounders in
0: Pittsburgh if they want to take one of them. Yeah, I, I'm sure you would love that. But,
1: <laughs> Big Dwayne, yeah.
0: Oh, my god. Oh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about that guy when we talked about the Steelers, just how awful he was. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, right now, I think you and I are going to agree just to wrap up uh, and tie together part one and part two of AFC West. I don't think anyone's displacing the Chiefs as the top team in this division. Uh, So I don't. Right. So we don't even need to talk about that. But the rest of this division is exciting. To see where this goes, how do you see it shaking out?
1: I want to say the Chargers finish behind the Chiefs, but that would be the obvious choice. I'm gonna go with Denver Broncos. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my investment on the Broncos roster, and I think Drew Locke with a full offseason, a normal offseason, a full supporting cast on the offensive line on the off, off, offensive line and receiving core, I think that the this team is going to take the next step and play the way they're supposed to. The defense is certainly probably the best defense in this division. And I think that goes a long way. And I'm going to pick the Broncos to finish second, maybe making the playoffs. I still got to see how that shakes out. I just have to because I've been saying it since last year, and that's where I saw this team go last year, but it's obviously didn't work out with all the problems they had. I'm going to do it again. I have the Broncos as my dark horse pick as one of the playoff teams in in the uh, regular season after the season's over. And I'm going to put the Chargers after them, and uh, the Raiders
0: will be at the bottom. Over-under for the Raiders. Do you think they could win six games this year? Probably less.
1: I would say that they're over-unders probably about six and a half. That would probably be what they're
0: – I would take the under. I'll take six, probably not lower than that because I think Green's a good enough coach to get that out of them. I, I do have the Raiders in the basement. I, I'm going to take the Chargers too. I've talked a lot about how much I like Brandon Staley and what they're doing here. I, I do think Denver has top to bottom the better roster, but I'm going to go with the coach and quarterback, which I just think are so crucial. I'm going to go with – the rookie head coach, who I think has a promising future, and I'm going to go with Justin Herbert over Vic Fangio and Drew Locke, no matter how good the rest of that team is. So I have the Chargers in the playoffs uh, for sure, and I hope so. I got the Broncos third. I have no idea what their record is going to be. It depends if Drew Locke bottoms out or plays mediocre, which I think is a ceiling. And I have the Raiders down there. I think six wins, maybe five. I think this may be it for Gruden. Sad to say. Gruden? but. I think so. I just, you know, he had his chance to rebuild with all those picks. I think we took a pretty good shot at it. And uh, I I think we just missed the mark, man. I think we missed it. So, hey, you know, I'd feel bad for that aspect of it. But, again, I'd love to see him in the booth again. So, we'll see. But that is the AFC West, and we're finally ready to move on to the NFC, man. Yeah, we're going to have to finish the NFC pretty quick so we can start getting some draft talk. Oh, yeah, Dustin's been waiting for the draft talk. He's been watching film nonstop. Uh, that's why his eyes are bulging out like that. And, and, uh, but first, got to run through the NFC. So, so we'll get through that. I do like this part one and part two. We got to dive a little deeper into these teams. And that's going to do it for the AFC West. So make sure you hit us up on Instagram, at New Age Footballers. Uh, we'll get that Twitter name to you. I promise it's going to happen one of these episodes. We do see you guys subscribing. We see you commenting on iTunes. We really do appreciate it. We're just here having fun talking football. So uh, please do subscribe, like, comment, whatever it is you can do for a podcast. Uh, it, it means more than you know. So we appreciate Spots it.
1: Is coming soon, baby.
0: Taco Bell. Listen to me, Taco Bell. I got you. I could do this. I could eat it every day. And uh, that, so on that note, we said Taco Bell, so that's going to do it. And uh, we'll see you next time. We out. Peace.